Hey, Woken Free Nation, Newsly is an audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time in the history of the internet, the entire web becomes listenable. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. Stop scrolling, start listening. You can follow any topic as specific as you like, from sports, science, to Bitcoin, or even one of your favorite celebrities. It will find you the latest articles and read them to you aloud. And they have podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 50 countries. Our podcast, Woken Free, is there too. Now, let's get into the episode. Hi, it's Natasha. And Khalil. And we are the co-hosts of... Woken Free! Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to our 239th episode of Woken Free. If you've been tuning in every week for Woken Free Wednesday, you know that Woken Free is all about being real and honest with each other and you. We talk about everything and anything important to us, you, the world, and nothing is off the table. This week, we have an author spotlight with Elaine Pofel and her new book. So we're so excited for you to enjoy <laughs> the show about the new book, A Tiny Business, A Big Money. And it is, it's going to be not only enlightening and educational if you do get a copy of the book, but also you'll really enjoy just sitting down with the author and hearing her thoughts on business and different sections of the book that we highlighted. So with that, uh, before we go into the conversation, a couple of things to cover. Have you downloaded this episode on WokenFree.com through the Podbean app? If you haven't, please do, because that's how you're able to put in your comments. And we really look forward to hearing from you every single Woken Free Wednesday. Now, if for whatever reason you listen to podcasts on, you can't download, download another uh, app for whatever the reason, then go to WokenFree.com. Go on the listen tab and then pick your platform of choice where you're going to follow and subscribe to the show. So we're on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube. Yes, of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel, folks. Uh, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, and a couple of other places that I haven't mentioned. So again, listen tab on WokenFree.com. And also when you're on WokenFree.com, make sure you click subscribe to follow the show the Podbean app for those who are catching us there. On social, you can holler on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Pinterest, and LinkedIn at Woken Free. And then if you have 90 seconds, which we are just going to assume that you do, <laughs> please, please, please review the show. Uh, you can do that on going to WokenFree.com, go in the listen tab, and then pick your pla- place of where you want to review us. And that way we can hear what you think about the show. Elaine Pofel is an independent journalist who specializes in small business and entrepreneurship. She is the author of Tiny Business, Big Money, which takes a look at how seven-figure businesses with small teams are reinventing the small business landscape. She's also the author of The Million Dollar One-Person Business, a guide to how solopreneurs are breaking $1 million in revenue in businesses with no employees except the owners. Her work has appeared in Fortune, Money, CNBC, Inc., Forbes, Crane's New York Business, and many other business publications. She's contributed to the Economist Intelligence Unit. She is also a ghostwriter, collaborative editor, and also uh, as a senior editor at Fortune Small Business, where she worked for eight years 
Elaine was twice nominated for the National Magazine Award for her features and ran the magazine's annual business plan competition. Elaine graduated from Yale University with a BA in English. She lives in New Jersey with her husband and their four children, and in her free time, loves taekwondo, yoga, and kickboxing. And uh, with that, I think we're going to get into the conversation. Before we get into it, we always like to start the conversation by sharing a little bit about ourselves. And this week we're asking, would you rather have a pet chinchilla or a sugar glider? I don't know what a sugar glider is. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I didn't know either. So they're like these palm-sized possums is a good way to describe them. But they kind of look like miniature squirrels. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I would rather have a chinchilla because I have a grudge against possums. There was a oh. possum. Really? Can yes, and he scared the garbage man. So the garbage company called us to tell us that there was this possum, and I bought these bungee cords. Actually, my husband bought them to cover up the garbage can so he couldn't get in there. So one morning I came back from hot yoga, and I was kind of still in the zone, and uh, was putting the garbage out and pulled the bungee cord back and it snapped and hit me and cracked my front tooth. <laughs> this was recently. Oh so my I had God. Wow. Tooth repair. So <laughs> I hope that possum doesn't come back. That's all I'll say. Oh my God. That's horrible. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, thank you. It was just <laughs> one of those crazy freak accidents that you'd never expect to happen, but it did. Luckily my dentist does good work. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Okay, well, I agree with you. I think possums, uh, you know, every time I've seen them on the road, they're kind of terrifying. So I think I'll go with chinchilla. Okay. He played possum, too. That's what I didn't know. But the garbage company told me he pretended to be sleeping and popped up and scared the garbage man. So they're kind of sneaky, too. Oh, wow. Uh, That's okay. super creepy, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So they actually do that then in actual life. Because I heard of the term play possum, like play dead, but mm. they actually really do it. Okay. Yeah. So for me, I mean, the chinchillas, they're like nice and small, but I don't know. The sugar gliders seem kind of, <laughs> so I would go with the sugar glider just because they're like different. So that would be my answer. Gotcha. Okay. And and with that, I think with all of that fun, we have <laughs> even more fun to have. I know KJ is in the in the in the background listening. So just in case you hear uh, uh, <laughs> a little baby, <laughs> we haven't lost our mind. That's our 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 guest appearance that always is here. So uh, with that, uh, Elaine, we're so excited to have you join the show. Uh, and I guess the first question that we're really excited to ask you is, uh, you know, please share what ignited your passion for business and specifically <laughs> wanting to write about successful entrepreneurs. I want to hug him. He sounds so cute. I have four children myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, tiny, tiny business, big money came out of um, something that I noticed when I wrote my first book, The Million Dollar One Person Business, which was that a lot of these businesses eventually hire people, and yet they didn't want to do it the traditional way because these are folks that like their freedom, they like their lifestyle, and they were wondering, you know, is there a different way? And I thought, well, what if I interview people who are a few steps 
beyond them and see what they're doing. And they were doing interesting things. One, one entrepreneur, Brian Dean, runs Backlinko. He actually just sold it to SEM Rush. But at the time I interviewed him, he was still running it. And he was running the whole company on a tech app called Notion. And I thought, well, you know what? That expanded my mind a little bit because I thought you had to have meetings and you really apparently don't. He has a very successful business. Um, and my passion for small business I don't really know where it came from. You know how some things sort of creep up on you and then you wind up spending your life on them. It was it was kind of like that. I worked at, um, I was a, a, a reporter in Jersey City in Patterson. I was a general assignment reporter early in my career, you know, going, I covered City Hall in Jersey City. I would do, you know, various things when other people were out, like going to the police station and checking the police blotter and that kind of thing. And then I kind of burned out on always, breaking bad news. And I took a job at Women's Wear Daily, where I was a fashion editor. It was the complete opposite of what I had been doing before. And that was fun, but it was a little too light and fluffy for me. So um, I wanted something in between. And I found, I enjoyed learning about the businesses of the fashion designers. And I, I was actually quite surprised that I found it interesting, but I did. I found it really interesting. And um, and then I took a job after that at Success Magazine, which writes about entrepreneurship. And then that led to Fortune Small Business. And I found it, you know, I just somehow really related to the entrepreneurs. They're very uh, free in terms of how they look at life. And um, I guess this is the perfect podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, and and uh, I, I just enjoyed them. And, and it just kept me going all these years. Love it. Thank you. That that makes sense. And yeah, it is interesting how in your career you kind of stumble upon things, but then you you really enjoy it and you and you start going with it. And, and we really enjoy it. and like your passion show through in the book. So that's why we're really excited to hear that. So I think Khalil. Well, yeah. Oh, sorry. Thank you. I, you know, it, I really am passionate about it, but sometimes you don't even know why, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's true. It's one of those things, you know, it just kind of finds you and then you're hooked. Okay. At the end of the book, you state some interesting common traits shared by tiny business operators that make the big money. Some of the traits included, it took businesses an average of almost four years to grow to get $1 million in annual revenue. All of them use contractors in their businesses and 88% exercise in some way. What was a common trait amongst these entrepreneurs that surprised you the most? Yeah, well, the exercising did because I didn't necessarily see that as connected to entrepreneurship. But then when I thought about it, when you run a very small business, you really can't afford to get sick or, or even really be unhealthy because it takes so much stamina to keep it going. I mean, we all have passion for our businesses, but at the same time, if you're feeling sick or, um, you know, just not mentally great, then it's hard to run it. So I think that's probably where the exercise comes in. I was, I, I love yoga. So I was really happy that yoga came in first as their top exercise. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, for us, uh, trying to balance our jobs, baby, uh, all the ventures, the podcasts that we do, it, it definitely, you know, health is really wealth. And I, and to be honest, we've found over the years that uh, the more that you align your daily schedule with trying to have embedded exercise, either in the beginning or at some pivotal moment in the day, it really helps you have the energy and the clarity to be able to move forward. So yeah, yeah, we that made sense to us when we read that. And so then moving forward, I would say, you know, what we found in chapter three, you said the following, to find the right business for you, it helps to look 
for opportunities where one, you're generally interested in what the business does, two, there's significant market demand, and then three, you can run the business with very low overhead, very high profits or high enough sales volume to make money even if profits are on the lower end. So we wanted to know, you know, how do you account for people who stumble upon creating a new market space for themselves and and there isn't like significant market demand there? Are these businesses more like unicorns or, you know, then more unicorns than like the run of the mill kind of businesses in their industries? Or how do you, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Well, a lot of people do see a need that's untapped in the marketplace. I think the ones that become successful usually do small tests before they keep on going and investing their resources in an idea. Sometimes you can be ahead of your time to the point that nobody is going to buy it for 10 years and you still have to pay your electric bill. So that might not be something that you want to work on right now. It doesn't mean you can never work on it. Um, But years ago, I ran the Fortune Small Business Business Plan Competition and a lot of the businesses, this was, I worked there from two, uh, 1999 to 2007. And I worked on the contest from like maybe 2004 to 2007 or 2003. A lot of the businesses are still around. Uh, one of them, Property Solutions, is now a unicorn. Um, they did software for um, people who are property managers. They saw a need because somebody worked there in that industry. Um, another one was called You Gallery, and they sold fine art online, which now isn't a big deal, but at the time, nobody was doing it. Um, another one that's in the book is called Municipid, and that one, it helps uh, municipalities sell things like police cars at good prices so they can then fund parades and local activities. And what I found in observing these winners is they put the idea out there, they got into the ring, and they were willing to subject it to the the, uh, court of public opinion. I think it's valuable to take feedback and then keep on improving upon your idea or maybe decide to put it on the back burner and try another one because you really need, need a fit with what people are willing to buy. They don't necessarily have to need it. They might have to want it, but you, you need people to be willing to pay money for it or else it will be a hobby, which is there's nothing wrong with a hobby. But if you need to make money to pay your bills, you, that's information that's really valuable for you. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely. You provide a helpful list of free money resources for entrepreneurs on page 136 of your book. In all of your conversations with the entrepreneurs in your book, how many shared that they were able to take advantage of business grants in their respective businesses? There weren't too many. One of the entrepreneurs who did, um, Jessica Ochoa Hendricks, runs a business called Killer Snails that makes educational games for children. And they, they had a variety of grants. Um, because one of the founders was a scientist and so had access to those kind of scientific grants. But grants are something just from covering small business for a really long time. They were not very common for years. Only since the pandemic have they become common and available to a wider pool of entrepreneurs. I think it's a great trend because people used to always write to me and ask me, can you research grants and money? I don't have to pay back. And I, I really couldn't find any other than the small business innovation and research grants, things that the government ran, the types of things that Jessica tapped into. But now there are things you know, for Black women entrepreneurs 
entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs who are still in college or, you know, there's a bit of variety of um, different programs. And I think it's great because if you don't have to pay it back, then you're really able to just take off and run with the idea without the burden of debt or having to go raise capital. Exactly. Yeah, we're we're really big um, supporters of organizations that do that. Like uh, KJ, our son's godmother, uh, Marsha Guerrier, she runs her sweet spot and I work with her in that business as well. And she uh, has a micro grant that she gives out every month for um, $500 a month. Plus she has this like big one, uh, 5,000 grant that she's giving out uh, this year as well to an entrepreneur and a, a New York female uh, base uh, uh, entrepreneur. So yeah, wh- that type of infusion in a business is, <laughs> it could practically be magical for folks, right? Because a lot of times, especially if it's like your side hustle, it's hard. It's hard to try to, you know, get some, some cause sometimes you need extra funding to, to be able to really move forward with things. But uh, with that, uh, we wanted to know, currently, you know, you are a, a, and for many years, you've been a wildly successful author, right? And so if you weren't doing that, uh, and you were, you know, had a business doing something else, what would that be? And like, why would you do that instead? That's a really good question. I, um, you know, I haven't really thought about it. I, 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 one idea I've thought about is possibly expanding more into teaching type work where, you know, where I, I'm a ghostwriter and I help a lot of people write books. And I feel like just because of how labor intensive ghostwriting is, it has to be a premium product. I have not found an efficient way to do it other than spending the time to, you know, do all the interviews and spend time with the author and sit down and write it for hours and hours. But I, I have wanted to democratize that so that other people can tell their stories and that I can also help people who I can't work with directly just because of the limitations of time. So I, I've been toying with that idea and trying to figure out what what would be the best format for something like that, because there are a lot of courses. Um, but that said, I, I used to go to a lot of fiction writing workshops and there is something about a workshop that's magical, sort of the chemistry of the different authors in it. And, you know, maybe now is the time with Zoom being so popular to do something like that. Yeah, absolutely. You should totally do it. <laughs> you know, I'm not a unicorn type entrepreneur, if that's, if that's what you're wondering. I like things small. I always have, you know, I like having time with my children and I like doing hot yoga every day and going to kickboxing and, you know, just going on walks. I just went on a walk with one of my daughters. And I think that sort of fast paced scaling up kind of business is great for a lot of people. It's just not, not what I aspire to in my own personal life. Yeah, absolutely. With the phenomenon of Shark Tank and how many of these tiny business operators strive to get on the show, would you say it is significantly hard or for tiny businesses to get media attention compared to the big players in their industry? I think it's get, it's less hard than it used to be because there are so many different ways to first get noticed. I mean, there are so many people blogging, so many YouTubers, so many people out there producing content that if you start appearing and showing up, I think other people will notice if you have a really good story and um, and it's fun to have you in these in these articles or on the show. Um, I, I, it used to be a lot harder because there were so many gatekeepers, and really it was just magazines. I used to work in magazines, and it, it was really hard. The people would have to spend a lot of money to have PR people pitching you constantly, and even then, maybe you just would not 
hear them through all the noise of the other people pitching. So I think there's a lot of hope. I mean, to get onto Shark Tank is not easy. I'm sure they vet them very heavily. Um, but some of these entrepreneurs have gotten on Shark Tank. I know um, Raquel Graham did. She um, does rock innovation. She's an inventor of things like um, she has a scarf alternative and the um, running caps that have headlights on them. Um, another woman from the first book um, started a business called Booby Bars, where she um, she was a NICU nurse and she created a, a nutrition bar for lactating moms. And that's in Walmart. She was on Shark Tank about a year ago. Um, so I do think there's a lot of hope for people who want to do that. If you study the show and maybe do some networking into how to do it properly, um, definitely worth getting, getting your name out there. If, if you think you'd be good on TV, but I think there are other ways that are very behind the scenes for people that are introverts and could never picture that they can still raise money too. That okay. makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And with that, uh, you know, we want to make sure that uh, Woken Free Nation knows how to support you. So for everyone listening uh, on all of our different platforms, what what is one thing that they can do to support you and, and what you're you're trying to do as you bring awareness around uh, business ownership and, and success uh, in, in the new book? Well, I'd be honored if they would read it. Um, <laughs> And, and give me feedback. I, I really value feedback because it helps awesome. me to understand what I should be looking for in my next book or in my next article. I really like to know what people are curious about. And I'd also love to hear their stories. A lot of people write to me through my different websites. There's one under my full name, um, Elaine Pofeld, or under tinybusiness.com. They all have a contact box. And I, I get a lot of good, uh, good pitches that way. Also on social media, people write to me. Um, cause it keeps me current on, you know, what, what are the trends in small business? Absolutely. So you heard it from Elaine, not only pick up your copy of the book, uh, but also give her a review. We'll give you your, our reviews of the book on, on Amazon. Make sure you do the same, everyone. I appreciate that. Thank you. It, yeah. it is very valuable as an author to hear, you know, what people are responding to. Absolutely. What are your future plans? Do you have like a follow-up coming to this book or what's in store for you? You know, I haven't decided yet. I'm still recovering from writing this one. <laughs> I, I want to enjoy the summer. And then, yeah. um, and then, you know, I have a few irons in the fire, but I'm, I'm not ready to announce them yet because I have to really uh, get very clear on my, what my direction will be. Um, but it will definitely be in this area. I, you know, I'm very much interested in entrepreneurial creativity and um, and how empowering entrepreneurship is for people. I think it's one of the types of careers where you can truly be yourself, and there's no penalty for it. And it seems like the workplace just hasn't really come around to that. And I think that's why, we, you know, we've been seeing the great resignation. So I thought, well, maybe I can play a small role in helping people find another alternative. So it, it'll be somewhere along those lines. Absolutely. And I guess our last question would be, after all of the interviews and conversations you've had with, you know, all these successful entrepreneurs, not only in this new book of yours, but your first book, I guess, what's the best tip of, uh, of advice that you would give for someone who's listening, who either wants to start a business or is a small a micro operator and is looking to, to scale and, and get to that next level, whether it's the million dollar mark or, or beyond? I would say don't let anyone else decide whether you can do this. 
for you. You you decide if you can do it because there are so many gatekeepers. And now what we've seen is is with digital, it's it's caused some of those gatekeepers to disappear. Think about, um, for instance, modeling. There used to be so many modeling agents, and I'm sure there still are. But now you have a lot of people going on Instagram who have become influencers. So in effect, they're their own modeling agents, and they've decided what they're going to wear and what beautiful is and and you know, what their messaging will be. And I think it's very instructive to see that, that people can be very successful if they own their future and don't don't let other people decide what they can and cannot do. We totally yeah. agree with that. It's, uh, you know, we, that's one of the reasons why we started our own podcast. We just weren't seeing uh, this type of content uh, out there. And instead of, you know, being frustrated, if you don't see something or feel like you have a space to, to, to enter in a space in an industry, then it's up to you to get up and get started. So absolutely. If you want to start a business, uh, welcome free nation, you're the only reason why it doesn't exist. <laughs> so you gotta, you gotta get out. You gotta, you gotta do your diligence, do your homework, uh, and 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 grind, and and don't ever give up on your dreams, yourself, and uh, make it happen. Because yeah, the world is filled with amazement and wonder. It's just, it's up to us to believe in ourselves and and move forward. So with that, Elaine, we could talk to you forever, but we know you have many, many things to do. So we just want to thank you again for coming on here, sharing your book. We were super excited to read it and review it. Uh, Woken Free Nation, make sure you get your copy today. Get several copies, give it to your family members, give it to your, your nieces, your nephews, your godsons, your goddaughters. People need to know what it takes to be able to be successful. And a big part of that is education. And so that's why, you know, Elaine, you, the work that you do is so important so that people, people have that foundation to be able to move forward. Thank you so much, Natasha and Khalil. I could talk to you all day. This was so much fun. To <laughs> um, be continued at some point in the future. I Absolutely. Hope. Anytime, Elaine. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah. Talk Thank to you soon. so much. Have a good night. You Bye. Too. Bye. Bye. It looks like we are at that time again. It is coming to the end of our 239th episode of Woken Free. <laughs> Quite the, this week we really enjoyed doing an author spotlight with Elaine Pofelt and learning all about her journey as a writer in the business entrepreneurial space, as well as her new book, Tiny Business, Big Money. So make sure you get a copy of that today and uh do not uh forget to share your thoughts if you do get a copy of the book she wants to hear your reviews we want to hear what you think about it definitely talk to us Khalil now what do the folks need to do come back next week for the new Woken Free Wednesday episode make sure you follow us on social media to follow along the conversation and make sure you tune in next week for Woken Free Wednesday to join the conversation at WokenFree.com if you would like to be a guest on the show like Elaine, then what we ask is that you go to our contact us page at WokenFree.com. That's W-O-K-E-N-F-R-E-E.com. And then share your story. Share why you think the Woken Free Nation wants to hear all about what you're doing in business, in, in your industry, and beyond. And when it comes to social, I said our social media handles earlier. Just hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Pinterest, LinkedIn. We want to connect with you. Just reach out. And then for sponsorships or collaborations, again, best place to find us is our contact us page at WokenFree.com. 
If you didn't already subscribe, please do share the episode and make sure you come back to join the conversation every Wednesday for Woken Free Wednesdays. Remember, Woken Free is more than a podcast. It is a way of life. Until next time.